This call is being recorded. We welcome you to the Kingdom Wife Podcast, where we are helping women win at love and marriage. I am Coach Missy, faith-based relationship purpose coach, helping women win at love and marriage, and we thank you for being on this podcast today. You can find me at coachmissy.org, and you can email me at missy at coachmissy.org. So let's get started. Today's message is, What do you do until you say I do? What do you do until you say I do? Um, We want to go to Matthew 25, verse 1 through 8. Matthew 25, verse 1 through 8, and it says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. And when the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Verse 6 says, at midnight, they were aroused by the shout, look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. And all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. And then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. And so Tonight, I'm going to give you the answer to the question and the solution to the problems of what do you do until you say I do, and I believe that at the end of this call, there are going to be wives on here who's going to be able to give you some wisdom, the wisdom that they have there uh, to help you in this time of struggle, and I call it a struggle only because most of you are struggling because you have yet submit to what God wants to do in this right now moment of your life. The season season of being single is preparation, and it's preparing you. And not everybody wants to be a wife, and that's okay. If you don't want to be a wife or a husband, then I'm not talking to you. But I believe that if you have a desire to be married and you have a desire to have a husband or have a desire to have a wife, then God has given us the word uh, that helps us to know that if we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires and secret petitions of our heart. But you have to do it God's way. I want you to know that you are anointed as a husband and a wife to be processed in the fire to undergo a transformation in order to be positioned to help a kingdom man or kingdom woman do the work God has called each of you to do. The issue is you're busy but unproductive, just like the the wise bridesmaids and the foolish ones. Either you're wise in your understanding or you're foolish in your your way and your behavior of what you're doing in this now moment of your life. You can be so busy and unproductive. You can be so caught up doing the right things with the wrong man or woman that you're distracted in what you want and what you desire and trying to force things to happen for yourself. Now, I'm not one to judge you because I've been on both sides of the coin. I've been in a place where I was doing God's job and trying to make things happen for me and uh, make marriages work and make relationships work, and God never predestined them. He never He never co-signed on them, and, and because he was not the person that put us together, we tore each other's lives apart. And so I always say two broken people will tear away or tear down or destroy each other's lives, and if you don't understand um, this season of what God is doing in your life, you will find yourself cutting up somebody else's life. My God. And so know that the wise women 
were ready. They had their oils and their lamps. In other words, they were understanding the process, the preparation to be ready when the bridegroom comes. And I know this scripture was talking about Jesus' return. It was a, uh, I understand what it was talking about, but God says that all word is for inspiration. So God gave me the scripture to help you to know that you can choose to be foolish in this hour or you can become wise to prepare for what you're praying for. Now, let me give you some things that are foolish behavior. What is foolish behavior? Okay, let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 8, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 8, because we need to understand what is foolish behavior, right? And, and 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 8, it says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. Uh, they will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love, pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could be make them godly. So stay away from people like that. Verse 6 says, they are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable uh, women. The other version says, silly women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth as just as James and Jambres oppose Moses. They have to pray minds and counterfeit faith. My God, a counterfeit faith. My God. And, and so I know how it is when you, one day you believe God for a husband or a wife, and the next day you discourage. One day I'm, I, I know my husband is coming, and the next day you say, I don't want no husband. I'm tired of waiting. I, you have all these uh, roller coaster rides that you're taking yourself on because you get discouraged, but it is counterfeit faith when you wrestle and you become double minded which is in James chapter 1, and you become unstable because you've got to go through this process. There's something that God is doing in your life, and, and the Bible says there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. That means there is purpose in what you're doing right now. Every season of your life has purpose. So foolish behavior, number one, you're in the world, not the world. That means that you just choose that do things the way the world does it. You can have sex with anyone, you can go out and date anybody, and you can and they can be ungodly, they can be unequally yoked, but they choose, they find, they this, uh, all that behavior, that's foolish behavior. Um, number two, sexual sin. You know, you fall into sexual sin and um, you know, of course, God forgives you because he gives you grace. But when you repent and you don't turn from your wicked ways, that becomes a behavior issue that makes you say that you don't want to honor or uh, honor God or submit to him because that's the only way you can overcome your sexual sin. Number three, um, your heart condition. You don't guard it, right? So you are caught up in unforgiveness or bitterness or rejection or impatience. You're just ready for things to happen the way you want it to happen. And that spirit of Mr. Too Independent or Mr. Independent, you want to take matters in your hands and do it 
for God instead of waiting on God. Let me say it again. You take matters into your hand and do it for God instead of waiting on God. And you're not waiting on God to do anything. First of all, God's already completed the work. You're waiting in God. There is a difference. If I'm waiting in God, I'm busy, productive, fulfilling the call of God on my life, and I'm not discouraged, and I'm not empty, I'm not uh, not in fear, I'm not out of faith, I'm really trusting God, and I'm really understand what God is doing in my in my life right now, right? So you got to look at how you handle what what season you're in, so that you don't get discouraged, right? Then um, another thing that happens is unbelief. Listen, you can win with a defeated mindset. Let me say that one more time. You cannot win at love and marriage with a defeated mindset. You got to really have faith in God. You have to really trust that he's working behind the scenes of your life, preparing you for the king or queen that you're praying for. You really have to believe that this time and this season of preparation is going to bless you. Now, you look at the bridegroom, right, the bridesmaids, there were ten of them, five uh, had that left and all, and five didn't. And the ones that didn't didn't think the bridegroom was ever going to come. Some of you are missing what God is doing because you don't think it's going to ever happen. Your unbelief is hindering you from receiving the person or people God is prepping to be in your life. And because of your unbelief, you cannot receive anything because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Just say ouch. The next one is feeling unworthy. If you don't believe God loves you, you don't believe he's preparing you for somebody great, you don't believe he's protecting you from demonic decoys, frauds, and losers, if you don't believe that you're in a season of preparation and, and that all this that you're doing is going to pay off in a while, uh, your unbelief will cause you to miss what God is doing right now. You could be blindsided by the way you feel some kind of way, right? Because the person could be right in your face and you don't see it because you in your feeling. And the last point to that is emotional distress. Again, I said that emotional roller coaster ride. Today I believe God, tomorrow I'm feeling some kind of way. You got to stabilize your emotions, you got to stabilize your thoughts. And how do you do that? You need to meditate on the word day and night. I said this and I'll keep saying. Whenever you have a faith challenge and you are weak in that area, you don't go reading scriptures on finances and you're struggling with your flesh. You don't go reading scriptures on uh, uh, how to do something you're already doing and you're struggling to have faith in God. So you need to know that faith has an aim and you need the word that pertains to your struggle to build you up so that you can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And then you won't be so discouraged. Some of you are just studying and you're not aiming at what you need to fulfill or sustain you. And the word is your foundation to hold you up until your time comes. So how do you change your cycles of defeat? Because right now you're defeated, right? You're, de you're defeated by what the world has said, defeated by looking at people and saying, oh, I want my relationship to look like that which you don't know the price they paid for the relationship they have. 
So that will discourage you if everybody around you is married and you're the only single person. That will discourage you. Uh, it's easy to be discouraged when your family says, when are you going to get a husband? When are you going to get a married? When are you going to get a wife? When you know, And you will find yourself feeling some kind of way. But you don't have to be defeated. You have to defeat these cycles that you have allowed yourself to create. Um, so let's talk about what you need to do because you can and you will overcome it through the word of God. Number one, you have to become set apart. God has chose us to be kings and queens in the kingdom of God. We are set apart. We're in this world, but not of it. And you have to know that if you want to have what God wants you to have, you have to do it his way. You cannot compromise your core values and beliefs uh, for the sake of making things happen on your own. He said, do not be unequally yoked. With those who are in darkness, those who are not ready, a lot of you are choosing man, and he's not ready to lead your life. And you make this something that's not. Just because he's a good guy does not make him a God guy, right? A good guy can be everything you want, but missing the spiritual elements that's needed to lead, provide, and protect you. And he will bamboozle you because he will not be able to lead you to your destiny, and that is his assignment. Amen? Number two, uh, stop doing the right things with the wrong man or the wrong woman. you got to discern in this hour the people's character, and character is learned by behavior, watching, right, paying attention, giving it time to see where they really are. If they don't have the fruit, then you shouldn't move forward in a relationship. If you see them going and leading you to destruction, you may want to get off that boat. Amen? So you got to discern that. And so great examples of women who were set apart, who were wives, kingdom wives is what I call them. Mary was set apart. Esther was set apart. Ruth was set apart. Rebecca was set apart. All of them were found doing the work of the kingdom. And when you are busy doing God's work and really sold out to what he gave you to do, you cannot be distracted. You cannot be discouraged. You will not be deterred. You may have a moment. You may have a slip-up. We all do. But you won't stay there very long because you understand what God is doing. Think about if Rebecca had not been at the well, if she had not been uh, taking care uh, of what, uh, what her assignment was at the well, she would have missed her husband, right? If Ruth was not doing what she needed to do to take care of the widow, uh, glean in front on the field to make sure that her mother-in-law had provision, then she would have missed out on Boaz. If Esther did not get into the palace and know that she was set apart with all the women that was there, she could have chosen to not be a queen but be a concubine and still stay in the palace. Y'all don't hear me. A concubine was a woman who would sleep with the king and yet was able to stay in the palace. Y'all don't hear me today. And some of you have chosen to be concubines instead of wives, and because of that, you are being disqualified for promotion. Oh, my God, I'm going to leave that alone. You need to understand that God has set a standard for what he wants you to do, and there's no compromise to this thing. you got to do it his way. I've done it both sides of the coin, and I can tell you when I did it God's way, I am blessed beyond my understanding. 
I don't have a perfect marriage. I don't have a perfect husband, but I do have a man after God's own heart who loves me as Christ loved the church, who are, who will protect, provide, and lead my family. And so you got to understand that there are men out there who are doing the right things, who are really uh, seeking God for their wives, who are really hungry and thirsting after righteousness so they be filled, really living a lifestyle of holiness. There's the same way he's preparing you, he's preparing men, he's raising up a generation of men who will not compromise, who will stand up and live this thing that God has said and predestined in our lives. And you are seeing them rise up as generals one by one. And if you would just keep your standard, there's only one Mary. There's one, only one Esther in the Bible. There's only one Ruth in the Bible. There's only one Rebecca in the Bible, and there's only one you. And your story may not mimic theirs, but it's going to be uh, set apart. It's going to be uniquely created. Your love story is going to be uniquely created by God, and it's going to glorify him if you do it his way. The next thing you need to do in order to break these, these cycles of defeat is you got to serve the Lord faithfully. Serving the Lord is teaching you how to serve your husband. If you're not faithfully serving God, then you're not ready to be a wife. If you're not even in the house of God doing what he's called you to do, then you're not ready to be a wife because serving the Lord is teaching you, preparing you, and positioning you for what you need to do for your husband. Now, everybody's not called to preach. Everybody's not called to the five-fold ministry, but there is work for each one of you to do something. And whatever you do, be faithful to that thing. I don't care if it's just serving water. I don't care if it's cleaning the bathroom. I don't care if it's singing on a praise team. I don't care what it is. If you usher, you be the most faithful servant that you can find that God can be glorified in. See, a lot of you are saying, Lord, I'm ready. My husband should be here. How faithful are you? Do you attend church every week? Do you attend Bible study? Do you serve? Do you do what is asked of you? And and I promise you, if you just serve God faithfully, you will find that, that God is teaching you something through that experience. Oh, my God. My next point is you got to deal with your trust issues. Some of you cannot receive a king or a queen because you don't believe that they exist. Well, you can't have something you don't believe in. Um, you know, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence unseen. We There is no lack in the kingdom of God. God is not lacking men. He's not lacking good men. He's not lacking kingdom men. He's not lacking anything. God is He's able to supply. And now this is the thing. He may send you 2,000 miles away. He, uh, Rebecca had to go miles away to find find the one that she desired, right? Uh, Ruth had to go miles away to to receive her Boaz. Esther had to be taken away to be able to receive her king. Y'all don't hear me today. So know that you may have to go on a journey. God may take you on a journey, and you have to trust that he knows what's best for your life. Glory to God. I feel my help. Your next point is this. You are being developed and trained in your single season to become a winning wife or winning husband. Uh, you need to learn to be a student, right? The teacher is showing up, but are you a student? Are you a student of, of the word of God? Do you know your role and position? Do you know what God requires of a wife or a husband? Are you really in that place to study, to know uh, what it is God is looking for in your life, right? You need to know that. That's the best place to study. 
study what God said about wives and husbands and family. If you really desire to have one, you need to know what you need to do, not by the standard of this world. Amen? Uh, next point, deny your flesh. If you have not mastered denying your flesh to stay out of sexual sin, you are not ready to be a wife because that's what girlfriends do. Oh, my God. Y'all making me preach too hard. I said girlfriends lay on their back. Wives wait on God to send their husbands. Y'all don't hear me today. If God is your husband, then you need to wait on him to send the man that he's going to give to take his position. Y'all don't hear me. He will not be your God, but he will be in the place of God. Matter of fact, in First Peter 3, let's go there real quick. First Peter 3 and 1, it, uh, uh, Sarah said uh, that uh, her husband was like Lord, and that does not mean he's her Lord and Savior. It just simply means that she honored him in the place, that God took his hand and gave his hand to her husband and gave him the responsibility to be Lord over her life. That means to lead, provide, and protect. Y'all with me? First Peter 3 and 1. It says, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husband. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. And they will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Verse 3, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Verse 5, this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him Lord. You are her daughters, and when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do, right? And so God is saying, listen, Sarah acknowledged her husband as Lord because she knew that God gave him the position to lead her. And if you would just trust that there are men that God is going to choose to lead you as long as you get him to co-sign and you don't make that decision and you don't choose for yourself, you'll see your life blessed beyond understanding. It's, 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 you know, you got to be careful of allowing yourself to choose without a co-sign. I, I, I said that on Sunday. Don't make any decisions without a co-signer. Matter of fact, take them to your pastor ensure that he affirms and if he don't you may need to run amen you may need to run and you may need to not even uh uh look back because men can see what is not right in another man and women can see what's not right in another woman if their heart is right (laughs) if they live in godly lifestyles if they're sold out to the kingdom of god the next point is uh develop self-control now that you deny your flesh, you got to have self-control, self-control over your emotions, self-control over your feelings, self-control over you feeling some kind of way, self-control, you know, self-control requires mind control. That means, again, you got to meditate on the word day and night. Self-control will help you to overcome everything that the enemy is using to defeat you, Right? And so God is giving you ability to overcome it. Next point is you got to conquer your fears. What do you fear about being there? Do you feel as though you're going to fail again because you've been failing more times than one? Do you feel as though there's no good men out there so you feel that you're going to fail again? 
that's the number one reason most of you cannot receive something you fear. You fear and faith can't stay in the same place, right? So you got to override your fears with faith. You got to really talk to yourself. And then the other issue is this. It says, um, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. What are you saying against yourself that's hindering you from receiving from God? Your heart is deceitful. Be careful of the words that come out of your mouth. Develop self-control over your words. Develop self-control over your thoughts. Develop self-control over your heart, and you'll see victory in that area, right? And then you will conquer every fear because you are really trusting God to help you. He's your co-signer. You don't have to fear it because he's going to make sure that you make the right decision. If you are submitted to him, you can resist the devil. Amen? The last point to that is you can't win with a defeated mindset. I'm going to say that one more time. You cannot win with a defeated mindset, right? And so you got to trust that everything is going to take place. Now, how do you know if you are kingdom life material? I'm going to leave you with these points. How do you know if you are in a place or position to be ready? Well, I say this simply. If you are ready, your husband will show up if you're positioned or your wife is going to show up if you're positioned. What do you mean by position? Submitting to God, submitting to his will, submitting to his word, submitting to his plan, submitting to walking out your destiny. If you're submitted to that, when you're ready, your husband or your wife is going to show up. It, when it is time, he's going to make sure everything line up, and that's what you need to know. So these are some points that you need to know if you're ready. Number one, submit to God. If you're submitted to God, that means I'm fully committed to the will of God for my life. I'm doing the work. I'm in walking out my destiny, and I'm sure of who I am. Number two, you obey God's voice and follow his instructions. If you can't say amen, say out. You obey God's voice and you follow his instructions. Now, I want you to identify where you're falling short. Number three, you live holy. You don't compromise your lifestyle of living holy. You understand that's the standard for queens and kings in the kingdom. Number four, you're made whole. That means you dealt with your daddy wasn't there. You dealt with the divorce. You dealt with the people who have uh, mistreated you. You dealt with your enemies. You dealt with people that lied about you. You dealt with your unbelief of yourself. You, you're whole in mind, body, soul, and spirit, right? You, you've gotten over all the hurt, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, the rejection, the abandonment, the abuse, whatever the case is. If you really are free from that, how do you know if you're free? If you can talk about it without crying, and and being mad and angry and bitter and ain't, uh, and walking on forgiveness again, you're whole. If you can talk about it, you may cry, you may shed a tear, but you say, but I, I love, I pray for them, I forgive them, I'm over it, I've moved on from it. If you have not been able to do that, you're not whole. The next point, you are walking in your destiny. If you're walking in your destiny, you truly are in the perfect will of God for the call of God on your life, then you're in a position. The next point, you know your worth. You know who you are. You know you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. You know that you're the apple of God's eye. You know and you are confident 
and what God is doing in your right now moment of life. Hallelujah. Your next point, you discern times and seasons. This is a big one. There is a time and season for everything under the sun. If you don't know what season you're in, you need to ask God. You are either in the preparation season or the position season. Some of you can't find a husband or or experience or receive your husband because you're not positioned. He is not going to always show up at the church house. He's not going to come knock at your door. And if you just go from your school, the children to school, to work, to home, to, to church and home, that's all you do, and you don't do anything to exercise what you enjoy in life, then you're probably not positioned to be found, right? And, again, you got to learn to balance life. You have to learn to enjoy life. You need to go outside of your comfort zone. Take a trip. Go somewhere outside of what you've been doing. Do something totally outside of what you've been doing and find some new hobbies. Find some things that you can learn. And I always say if you're really ready and you're positioned, then go to any sports. Uh, arenas, and there's plenty of men right there. Come on now. I'm not saying, uh, again, that this is the the myth. Oh, he got to find me in the house of God. He got to find me at the church house. He got to find me at my house. No, God is not going to do all of that for you. He's giving you free will to enjoy life. And so you got to position yourself to be found. These men are not going to always be in the house of God. You got to learn that he needs to love God. He needs to uh, serve God. He needs to tithe, but they not the the one God has for you may not be in the house of God. He may not be in your particular church. You got to go outside of your jurisdiction. All right, uh, and that goes for men too. Uh, next point: you got to be patient. The very first thing, love is love is patient. Love is kind. If you are impatient, you you are anxious and you're ready and you're frustrated about it, you're not ready. If you are still in the place that you want to rush God, you're not ready because the anxiousness is saying that you're still broken. There's something in you that wants to control God, and you got to get delivered from that thing. The next point is this. you got to discern spirits. Will you know when that man shows up? Will you know when the right woman shows up? The man or woman could have showed up, but you didn't recognize them, so you passed them on by because you're thinking they should look a certain kind of way. So you got to be able to discern spirits. It's so easy to get caught up with the wrong one. It's so easy to get caught up and be bamboozled. So if you can get caught up doing that, why can't you be caught up spending time asking God, Lord, you know his heart. You know her heart. Is is this your will for my life? Because you're you're either in lust or you're in love. You can't be in both, right? Love love never fails, but lust will. Oh, my God. Let me leave that alone. Last point. Last three points. Fearless love. That means you can't love with boundaries. You got to guard your heart, but you can't put a wall up because Junjun and Susie and whoever else was before you, uh, before this person hurt you or did you wrong or was mistreated you because the right one is going to do you the way God said in the word of God. So if you got a wall up, that wall, no man is going to jump over the wall or one going to jump over the wall to find you. You got to decide to tear down the wall and go through the process. And if you lose, what are you losing? Conversation. 
If it's not the right one and you're not having sex with this person, the only thing you've lost is conversation. But you're you're learning something. You're getting experience out of that, right? Speak is my next point. Speak those things that be not as if they were. That's how your faith comes. You got to open your mouth and declare out of your mouth what you want to happen in your life. Your words are echo of what God wants to do in your life, and you need to make sure that you have an echo every day, declaring and decreeing what you desire to happen in your life. Uh, The next point is you need to prepare. Again, uh, it's plenty to do. Get your credit straight. He don't want you coming to the table empty-handed. He's not trying to do all the work. Get your credit together. Get your children together. Get your mind together. Get your household together. Not only should you prepare, if you have children, you need to be preparing your children. And God is going to give you the wisdom to do that, vice versa. Uh, believe, again, I said you can't be double-minded in your faith. You either believe God or you don't. It's, two, it's one or the other. And my last point is you got to pass the faith test in James 1, 2, and 8. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider an opportunity uh, for great joy, right? The other verse says, count it all joy when you are going through trials and tribulations. Verse 3, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Verse 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person that is double-minded is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in all of their ways. I pray that this has helped you and blessed you, but this is the time and season that there is a testing of your faith to, to see if you're really ready to be marriage material, husband or wife. You know, it does not matter where you are in your life. These are the qualities God is looking for. You in the world, but not of it. Be willing and obedient to do it God's way. God is, you know, there are men who will rise up to wait on you. You are worth the wait. You got to believe that and and vice versa. And so this is the standard for kings and queens in the kingdom of God. When you go outside the courtyard, you can absolutely know that a man or a woman will not know your worth. They will mistreat you. They will uh, uh, misuse and abuse you. And you wonder why. You keep falling into these cycles. These cycles are here because you have yet to learn what to do right, right? So today on this line, I I believe we have some married women on the line, and uh, I'm here to help you as well. Uh, If singles have any questions, this is the time you ask for wisdom. If you're going through some struggles, this is the time you ask for wisdom. The Lord told me in this season, Prayer is not always the answer. Sometimes you need wisdom. You need the wisdom of God. You need to hear what is God saying for this situation. Because if you're not asking God, then you probably are struggling, right? You can pray all day, but are you listening to God? 
You can pray and, and, and speak in tongues and, and, and do all that in travail and say, I've been faithful to God. If you say, I've been faithful to God for a long time and I'm still single, you're not ready to be a wife because God is teaching you something in this moment of your life and you should know what it is. Amen? You should know what he's doing. You should not be confused. And if you are, I'm not judging you. I've been on the other side. This is not a time of judgment. This is simply wise counsel. All right. I want uh, want those who are single to give those who are married to give an encouraging word to those who are single to encourage them to uplift them uh, and uh, hopefully the the words that you speak line up with the word. Amen. Uh, all wise are not wise, and I don't I don't mean that to tear down anybody. I'm just simply saying uh, the word of God is our foundation for what we believe. And so we want to speak uh, according to the kingdom principles and not um, our fleshly ways. Amen. So I just have to say that just for rules. Amen. I'm going to open up the lines. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, speak up so we can hear you. If you have noise in the background, please meet your lines uh, so that we can um, um, not be distracted. Amen. To God be the glory for what he is doing. Amen. Anyone have? Anyone have, those who are married, anyone have any wisdom you want to share on the line? Amen. Amen. Well, I would like to share, uh, and not necessarily I can barely hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, now I can. You hear it? Uh-huh. I would like to share. I would like to say, uh, marriage, no one, we have to ourselves. We can't hear you, uh, Sister Campbell. We can't hear you. Okay. You hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. What I had to learn, I'm going to talk about my life as being a married lady in the Lord. I had to learn to not to want to have my own way. So I had to let the Holy Spirit teach me how to humble myself and how to speak kind words. Uh, like in Proverbs 15 and 1, said a gentle answer, you know, deflects angry by harsh word, make the temper flare. I have to teach my tongue to have self-control over my tongue, how to speak uh, calm and wise word and gentle word to my husband, even though uh, no matter what he said, uh, how he said it, so I had to listen to the Holy Spirit to teach me when to speak and how to speak. And once I learned that and started setting on the love and the power of my word to win my husband over and to love him the way Christ had loved the church, you know, and uh, I had to be a student of the Holy Spirit. 
And like in um, Genesis 2 and 24, he said we was, let me go to that scripture, Genesis 2 and 24. I'm going to make it short because I know somebody else wants to say something. Uh, a husband and wife, a man leaves his father and mother and journey to his wife. And the two I united into one. We became one. So I had to let the Holy Spirit teach me how to become one with my husband. Not to uh, want to leave, uh, want to be the head. And there's so much more that I, I could say. But I say to the younger marriage women, Come in one accord with the Lord and with and the Holy Spirit will teach you how to love your husband and how to be a better wife and a mother and communicate with your husband. So that's I found that to be a problem where you don't communicate and sit down and, and pray together and talk things over. And not just going to do things your way or how you think you should be. But you two come together and pray and let the Holy Spirit teach you what to do and how to do it. And I believe that we will have a, a better, loving marriage in the Lord. I can't say so much more, but. That's enough for the Amen. That's powerful of how you saying that you rely on the Holy Spirit to teach you again. First John two twenty and twenty seven says the Holy Spirit is your teacher. And again, remind yourself that no matter what you're struggling with, He's going to teach you how uh to to walk in your role in your position as a wife. So thank you, uh Sister Campbell for that. Amen. To God be the glory. Any other wives on here want to share some wisdom? All right. Uh, I don't know who There's else. Nobody else, sister. Well, we're going to let them ask questions, and then you can answer some of the questions. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Sister Campbell, go ahead. Well, I can say this, the power of kind words. Mm-hmm. We have to realize how power our words are. Very good. Amen. Amen. So those of you who are single, you have questions, comments, uh, uh, some things you're going through, you want uh, need wisdom on, we want to answer your questions. Amen. Are y'all there? Y'all quiet? Y'all better move quickly. We're getting off this line. This is an opportunity when you have wisdom in the room, you utilize it uh, to help you. Amen? Amen. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hello, everybody. Hi, Pastor. Hello, Mother Allah. How you doing? We missed you. 
<laughs> I miss you guys. I miss you as well. Miss you as well. I thank God for being home, and, and He Amen. brought me back safely. And my my question, my question. I love everybody. Love love you guys. Uh, my question is, how do one know if uh, they are or are not a wife? Um, by their character, you know, um, your character is going to be in line with the word and, and those uh, components that I gave at the end of, about walking in destiny, uh, living holy, um, discerning time and season of your life, um, knowing um, what God has asked you to do, you're faithfully, you're, you're willing and obedient to obey God's voice and follow his instructions. Um, you discern the time and seasons, you're patient, you discern spirits, you're fearless, um, you're preparing and you have faith to believe God is going to give you the desires of your heart because um, a wife, it has to be made manifest before the husband shows up. And just because he doesn't show up does not mean you're not a wife. It just means that you may be in the wrong time and season of your life. And when God asks something for you to do, he doesn't want you distracted. So the things he needs you to get done while you're single, uh, he's going to utilize that time to get those things done. Okay. Now, I thought I was hearing uh, that you were saying that uh, everyone is not going to be a wife. Did I hear that wrong? Uh, somewhat, I said, if you desire to be a wife, if okay. you desire to be a wife and uh, you're serving him and you're faithful and you're delighting yourself in the Lord, he said he would give you the desires of your heart. Okay. Now, that's so that lets you know that if you desire a husband, you will have one when you're ready and it's the right okay. time. And if okay. you feel as though you're ready, then you have to ask God, what time and season are you in? Uh, to prepare for that. All right. All right. Praise God. Thank you. You're welcome. Sister Campbell, do you want to share anything? Um, no. I don't think I have anything to share on that. Okay. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. Anybody else have questions? Everybody quiet tonight. They're real quiet, and it's plenty of y'all on this line now. Uh, We're going to get on off of here. It's all right with me. I'm ready to go home and do plenty of other stuff now. I would like to say say in the Lord, it's a beautiful thing to be married in the Lord. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I had to get to that point today. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. It just started started off a little shaky, a little rough, or whatever. But once you started listening to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would teach you how to be an awesome wife and enjoy your husband and sit down and laugh and talk with him like he's a, a friend. He's my husband. My husband. Is, he's my husband. And he's my friend. And he's my buddy or whatever you you know. And yeah. um we can sit down and talk and laugh and just enjoy each other in the Lord and pray together 
and read the scripture together and have Bible class together, that don't mean that I have a perfect marriage now. Right. But when we come to a, a disagree, we'll come back together and we talk, communicate with each other. Uh, honey, forgive me. I said some out of order, you know. Uh, he said, forgive me. I didn't say that right or whatever. We come back together. We don't get room for the devil to get in there and stir up his stuff. Forgive me. Yes. Forgive each other. Come together. Don't be so proud that you can't come back together and honor yourself and say, honey, I was wrong. Uh, I didn't say that right. Uh, there wasn't no the right time for me to say that. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit said, no, you just be quiet. It's not the right time. I'll let you know when to go to him and talk to him. And when I listen to the Holy Spirit and go to my husband and talk to the Holy Spirit would 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 counsel me what to say and when they say it and it come out so sweet and so lovely and so kind. It's a wonderful thing to be married in the Lord. It's it's beautiful. I enjoy my marriage. Amen. You know, I, Elder Campbell's on here. If he want to chime in and, and give an encouraging word, I know he's shy, but <laughs> well, if Pastor was on here, I think he got off. Is it, <laughs> any husbands want to share any words of wisdom? Amen. You can do so. <laughs> um, uh, sister, uh, you know, a marriage is a beautiful thing. Because I'm concerned, and 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 like she said, you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because some things I ain't gonna say she ain't never, uh, you know, made me kind of fresh or whatever you want to call it. I'm putting it in a mild tone, okay? But uh, <laughs> but, but but we uh we sit down, and work that thing out, and study the Bible and stuff. This you know how. You know, like you said, by Abraham and and uh, Sir, uh, they you know, uh, Abraham, he he was she know that man was a godly man, and yeah. and she she know how how to uh, be you know be a wife to him, mm-hmm. and and uh, and. And and we learned by these words uh, how this is a soft answer turn away Ralph, right? Yes, sir. Okay, because <laughs> uh, somebody got to have some sense. Uh, <laughs> that shut, zip it up and shut up and things will work out. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's in the uh, uh, third chapter of Peter. Uh, uh, Peter said, you know, if you don't uh, treat your wife right, uh, your prayers could be hindered. That's right. That's for us parents. That's right. Okay. Uh, and uh, we have to be careful what we say. And we, uh, uh, and she's not your daughter. <laughs> she's your wife. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, Amen. Lord. 
Amen. Well, thank God for that wisdom. Amen. So last call, any singles want have any questions or prayer requests, we're going to do that at this time. I would only say that um, don't be discouraged. Don't don't uh, look around you and get distracted by the people that seem to be winning, doing it the wrong way, because every uh, every marriage is not uh, – king and queen material. There are some men and women who are married, but they're not husbands and wives. They're not uh, uh, living according to the word of God. And so just because they have the marriage certificate and the ring does not mean that they're winning. And the only way you're going to win in in marriage is through the word of God. So yes, you've been set apart to do things God's way. And you will look like the, you know, the 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 one sticking out that everybody says, oh, she crazy or he's crazy. It, you're not going to find a man or a woman that's willing to take care of you and your children. Uh, you're not going to find a, a, a man who wants you and all of your children. I, I don't know who this is for, but I want you to know that a kingdom man will want you, love you, and your children. Love, love your children as uh, their own, and you know, Elder Campbell and Sister Campbell, they came from a blended family, just like I was a blended family. How long y'all been married? Uh, forty-six years. Amen. Forty-six years. And 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 Sister Campbell had children. He had children, and they came together, and God sanctified it and and made it work. And my husband had children. I have children, and that we each treat our children as our own. They are all our yeah. children. We don't have stepchildren. We don't have we the family is not divided. So I just want to encourage those who are single mothers that God has not forgotten about you and he will send a man uh that will love you and your children, will take care of you and provide for you Amen. and your children. And um, so you're not uh you're not uh you're not disqualified by your sin. You're not disqualified because you're going you went through a divorce. You're not disqualified because you're old. I don't know who that's for. Uh, I don't care what age you are. God has not disqualified you. If you desire to be married, prepare, position yourself, and recognize and discern the time and season God has you in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Could I say something, Amen. sister? Yes. First lady? Yes, Before ma'am. Before me and my husband met. My my boy, the boys, my boys, our boys. Um, I think the boys were maybe about a year old. They uh, father, biologist father, he denied them, and we went with the court and said, "Oh, these not my children." And so one day, I'm gonna make a long story short. I looked at my boys and said, "I think it might be about one or one and a half." I looked at them and said, one day, God's going to send us somebody that loves me, and he's going to love y'all. I yes. spoke that word. I wasn't in church, and I wasn't saved, but I spoke that word. And that word mm-hmm. came to pass. Glory. Oh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That word Thank came to Jesus. pass, sister. Glory, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. It might have been some years on down the road, but that word came to pass, the power of our words. 
Yes. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And this man, my husband, that God gave me, we've been together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I know he's from God. Because the devil tried to come in and break us apart, but we came together and we fast and we said, we refuse, Satan, to let you come in here and break this up. We fast. Yeah. And God fixed that thing. Thank you. All right now, sister. You better come on and testify. Amen. Amen. We just get out of the way. Get out of the way. Get yourself out the way. Get yourself out the way. Now, that's a word right there at the end of Get yourself it's not my out way, the way. And it's, it's not my way, and it's not his way. It's God's way. It's what God say in that word. The power and love. Don't y'all get me started here tonight. The power and love of God's word. Can't yes. nobody tell me the word of God won't work. That Thank word works. Come on in the Lord with all your heart and stop leaning to your own understanding, your own way. Yeah. The word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Deuce. Don't be a hearer of the word. Be a doer. Put that word apply it to your life and you will see the love and the power and the anointing and the blessing that come from the word of God. Yes, Lord. Amen. My God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Stop doing the right thing with the wrong one. And you may be able to experience what God want to do in your life. Amen. Amen. There was some, her name was Renika. If you're on the line, you needed prayer. If you're on the line, let me know that you're here. I want to pray with you. Amen. I wanted to say something before you pray. Yes, yes ma'am. I'm here. Okay. okay. Amen. Pastor. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, can I say something before? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I want to uh, uh, thank God for uh, that uh, word of wisdom that coming from you guys, from uh, the Campbells and, and from you, Pastor. And, I, I, you know, I felt like... Uh, uh, I was cha- challenged, been challenged with two independents, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, doing uh, uh, things my way. They shipwreck. I was, I was pre- married uh, before, and uh, even though the 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 man that I was married to was not uh, uh, saved, so the thing is, is that I know I want to do it God's way. You know it. You know, and make myself available and not be independent, but do uh, uh, be sub- submitted to the word uh, word of God. And it sounds as though uh, prayer is in order, you know, in relationship, you know, and it's not your way. And that is God's way. So, I, you know, thanking God for all that I'm hearing uh, on tonight to apply it uh, to, to, to my life and uh, find myself in alignment to the, the things of God, you know, and I don't have to uh, uh, fear relationship, you know, it, when when God uh, bring it about. Amen. 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 God be the glory. And, and the Amen. thing is, 
because you're yielded, say, Lord, here I am. He said, many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. You get, right. There are plenty that chose themselves and that they are defeated. We know that the divorce rate is higher in, in the body of Christ than it is in the world. Why? Because many chose themselves. Oh, my God. I'm going to leave that alone right there. I'm part. Let me pray for Renika. Renika, I just want to encourage you today that the enemy uh, wants you to feel defeated. He wants you to be distracted. He wants you to feel overwhelmed. But God is a present help in the time of trouble. He loves you. He has a great plan for your life. And uh, I don't know if you heard all of the message tonight. Did you hear any of it? Yes, ma'am. I heard heard everything. And so you being a mother, I want you to know that part was for you. God wants you to know that you are not by yourself. He says he is the father to the father. He he is there for you. He is going to provide for you and your babies. And this may be a rough season, as you say, but I want you to know that you can speak to that mountain and it will be moved. God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think according to the power working on the inside of you. Now, let me ask you a question, and, and this may be for some others on the line because we got a lot of people on the line tonight. I want to ask, if you have, have you given your life to Christ? Have you confessed Jesus as Lord? No, ma'am, I'm not, I'm not right now. Amen. So I want you to say this prayer with me. Let me tell you something. This is a divine appointment. God, God set this day in order for your life so that you can receive him and receive the promises in his word. And if any of you are on the line, if you not confess Jesus, you not confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus died on the cross for your sins and he was risen from the dead, then I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Or right? Amen. Say, so dear Jesus. Amen. Amen. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I ask that you to forgive me of my sins, known and unknown. I ask that you forgive me of my sins, known and unknown. I confess. I confess. That Jesus is my Lord. That Jesus is my Lord. I believe. I believe. That he died on the cross. That he died on the cross. For my sins. For my sins. And was risen from the dead and was risen from the dead. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I invite you into my life. I invite you into my life. I ask that you lead me. I ask that you lead me. Guide me. Guide me. And direct me and my children. And direct me and my children. I will go where you ask me to follow. I will go where you ask me to follow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I I don't know if your children are five and older. I want uh, you to email me so I can give you that prayer to pray over your children uh, so that they can receive Jesus' Lord as as well. Amen. I'm going to pray over you, and then um, I will email you. to figure out a, a day that I can uh, call you, okay? Yes, ma'am. 
Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your daughter, Renika. We thank you, Father, that you chose this day, set this day apart for her, Father, to give her what she needs in this season of her life. Father God, we thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, God, and your redemption and power of that your power that is moving and working in her life. Father God, we come against the enemy and the adversary in her mind that wants her to make feel anxious and uh, have anxiety and depression and oppression. We come against every demonic force and operation in her life. I declare and decree the blood of Jesus from the top of her head to the bottom of her soul. I declare that on this day she is enlightened with the presence of the Holy Spirit that will lead God and direct her in every affair of her life. Father God, we come against all the weight the worry, the doubt, the fear, the struggle, Father. We cancel it out right now in the name of Jesus, God. And I thank you, Lord, that the peace of God, the joy of the Lord shall be her strength in this hour. Lord, teach her your ways and your precepts, Father. Teach her to walk in your ways. Teach her to lead her and guide her in the way in which you would have her to go, Father. And I thank you, Lord, on this day she will receive your love, Father. Oh, embrace her on tonight. Wrap your arms around her, allowing her to know that you are with her, Father. And I thank you, Lord, she'll trust you to lead her and her children, Father. She'll follow you, God. Lead her to the right church, Father. Lead her to the right leaders who can yes, watch Lord. over and shepherd her soul in the name of Jesus, Father. Thank and you, I Father. thank you, Lord, that anything, any person, place, or thing you did not authorize to be in her life, expose, reveal, and remove it right now in the name of Jesus, God. And I thank you, Lord that you're strengthening her right now. She'll find that she's strengthened, God. We pray provision financially over her life, Father. We pray and we plead the blood of Jesus over all of her children, cover them all in the blood. Her mother, Lord, we pray for deliverance from alcoholism and addictions, oh, Father. We yes, pray Lord. right now that she shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Lord, I thank you that uh, Renika will trust God, that you're even moving in her mother, Father. And we stand on First John 5, 14 and yes. 16, you yes, said that when someone is overtaken by sin, that we can pray for them, and you shall Jesus. let them live, Father, and I declare that she shall live. She will live and be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and move by way of the Spirit, oh God. We thank you, Father, for moving even thank now. You, in Jesus' mighty name, we say amen. We say hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because the Bible says that when someone and say, God rejoices. The angels rejoice in heaven. For you have That's now right. been written in the book of life. Um, you can go to our website. We have uh, we have uh, we have DVDs. Uh, we have uh, Bible study notes there. Uh, you can grow in your relationship with God. And my prayer is that you find uh, a church in your area. Um, and until they just start going on there and listening and downloading the notes and um, spend that time at least once a week with your children, and you can even study with them. Amen. And um, Amen. God has a great plan for your life. He has not forgotten about you. He loves you. And I pray that this encourages you. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise your holy name, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Renika, email me, and I'm going to send you some more information, okay? Yes, ma'am. Amen. Hallelujah. What city, what state are you in? Um, This is Tennessee. 
Amen. Okay. Yeah, we'll send you some uh, a couple of churches there that we are familiar with that um, you can uh, hopefully as close to where you live. Amen. 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 Anybody Amen. else? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, with time well spent, we thank God for all of you. Again, you can go to joinTMCC.org if you like to sow into the word of the Lord. Amen. There's a donate Amen. button at the very top if you would like to sow into the word tonight. Amen. We're going to have Elder Campbell to come. We would like to see you all Sunday morning. Worship, 10 a.m. Address is 8401 West Burleigh after uh, our pastor, Dr. Russell Goodwin. Amen. 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 Thank you for the word tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Yes. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So close to keep on about the other. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you. We thank you right now, Lord. Church. Thank you, Lord. Church right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Today is my husband's birthday. He's 78 years old on today. Oh, happy birthday.
This is what y'all get to look forward to. Amen. We thank God for y'all wisdom. We love you guys. Thank you for all of you who invited those on the line. Those of you who are on for the very first time, we just bless God for you. Again, stay connected to our, our website, jointmcc.org. I look forward to connecting with you guys. We love you. We're praying for you. Amen. And to God be the glory for what he has done. Again, if you have an iPhone uh, or if you have an iTunes account, you can go to uh, Kingdom Wife Podcast and find and download our podcast. Amen. We just launched it. It's going to be launched this week. But God has really uh, uh, given Dr. Russell and I this assignment. Amen. We both had the assignment before we even got married. And um, he's been doing it 15 years. I've been doing 11, encouraging single women and wives to do it God's way. Amen. To God be the glory um, for what he's doing and getting ready to do in your life. So know that everything that was given to you, if you apply it to your life, you will see. Uh, Again, you see the age difference, and God did it for them. He did it for us. He's going to do it for you. He's not a respecter of person. So don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Uh, wait on the wait on the Lord for Him to do what He said He would do in His Word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Say it one more time. I said it's just a replay. Uh, the it's replay will be on tomorrow. The replay will oh, be up tomorrow by seven p.m. Amen. All right. Amen. 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 The notes will be there as well. Amen. Some of it we blow with the Holy Ghost, so I can't say all the notes is going to be. All right. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And then uh, one more thing. If you all tried to call me between Saturday and yesterday, I broke my phone. I just got it back uh, last night. So if you tried to call me between then and uh, yesterday, I did not get your message or anything. So you just have to text me or call me tomorrow. Amen. To uh, Amen. So I don't want y'all to think I ignored you or any of that. I, my phone was broke. If Sister Parker's on the line, my phone was broke. I didn't have your number in there, but I will call you tomorrow. Amen. 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 All right. See you guys Amen. Uh, Sunday. Amen. Be blessed. God. Good night. Amen. 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 Amen.